warning. The following podcasters are not going to give good advice. The advice given is satirical in nature and should never be followed. If you decide to follow the advice, even after this warning, let us know about it so we can laugh at you. We are here to answer your questions. We take your uh, questions that you email to us and f- send to us on Facebook, and we crank them into gold. We spin the thread into gold, and we will take your for- firstborn child, uh, just as a warning. So if you didn't get the disclaimer, we're getting the disclaimer out to you now. Uh, your firstborn child does belong to us if, if you have asked us a question. Yeah, I mean, you should have known that already. You should have read the fine print. Uh, so something interesting happened to you, didn't it, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So after our uh, question a couple of episodes back about whether or not Tinder is inherently tr- trash, I can't remember if it was the last podcast or not, or the previous one before that. But uh, I, I, yeah, we we answered with kind of the what, what, we, what we thought it was. I you know, without really using it ever. So I was really bored past Sunday night and I decided, well, okay, let's just try it. Let's see what happens. And yeah, Tinder is exactly what I expected it to be. It is pretty trashy for the most part. Um, Cause some of the bios, they do get a little promiscuous and it's really geared towards the male mind. It's pretty crazy. I was on there for about three hours, just like swiping. And I, it got to the point where I was just like, wow, what, what am I doing? Like, I, you know, it, you know, it, it just felt weird. So I, I didn't do any, I, I kind of stopped, but I did get a match and I'm pretty sure I almost got catfished by somebody. So Basically, this person about three messages in just said, hey, could you give me your phone number? And I was like, no, I, I don't know you. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't said one single thing about yourself. Uh, yeah, no conversation starters like uh, movies or uh, movies that, you know, movies you like or I don't know, stuff that you like to do. Just, hey, give me your phone number. You live in the Pittsburgh area, so it'll be easier to connect with each other that way. Yeah, so I obviously said no. And you should have said, give me your phone number. Yeah, could you give me your phone number? It wasn't even, like, please, could you give me your phone number? It was like, could you give me your phone number? Uh, or like, we should exchange numbers. Yeah, no, just could you give me your phone number? You should have told her that's going to cost you extra. I should have. Oh, gosh. Just send I'm I hourly. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, but I only have 200 minutes every month. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it was just weird. I mean, I, it, it, be 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 careful out there if you're using Tinder. 
I, you know, thankfully I was smart and intuitive, so I didn't fall for that trap. I don't even know if she was catfishing, but after I said, nah, I'm not giving your information, she deleted the conversation and, you know, left um, my match profile. You guys ever see the uh, Tinder train facts guy? That meme uh, no. that went around? There, there's a there are two people matched. Okay, I just pulled up the picture here. Look, it says the first message he sends is, "I have train facts," and she says, "Tell me your dirtiest train fact." He says, "In 1825, there was a guy so thick he literally caused a steam locomotive to explode using only his butt." Uh, huh. She says, "I'm impressed." He says, the locomotive's name was Best Friend of Charleston, and the thick man was the fireman, the man in charge of keeping the fire burning. He got annoyed by the sound of the safety valve, so he sat on it, and then the train exploded. Then she, <laughs> then she, then she says, wait, I just checked it, and you're right. Wow, I thought you made that up, to be honest. And he says, I never make up train facts. <laughs> <laughs> train facts is serious business. This dude's a oh, god. Yeah. Uh Let's go ahead and actually do what the show is, uh, which is where we answer people's questions that they send in to us. Uh, thank I you wish we for had a show like that. <laughs> thank you for it. This is turned. This is now Paul's romantic Paul's romantic advice and love life. Uh, the drama. Yep, yep. Uh, it'll so. soon be a separate podcast of its own. A podcast every day. The podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the first question comes to us uh, from emails uh, this is from Ryan he says I started a new job and haven't really been enjoying it any advice and I asked him for a little bit more information he said he is a gas meter reader what do they do exactly uh, it's in the name they read gas meters but but why do they fill up the gas too do they fill up the car with gas no uh, no, it's not gas. Uh, it's not filling up like gas tanks. It's going to people's houses. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoosh. Oh, nice. Something that can help you is to find meaning in your work. Like, what's so important about you reading gas meters? From from what I understand, but basically to stop houses from exploding, right? No, like, it's that's just to charge people. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, to oh, give really? you that bill. Mm -hmm. Ah, well, screw it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Quit your uh, job. That's my suggestion. Um, yeah, I work mean, at if, McDonald's. If you... <laughs> I, I mean, depending on how long you've worked in this position, if you've worked in it for a very long time and you've been unhappy for a very long time, I'd say, yeah, maybe, maybe go search and consider another job that's out there. Uh, he did say uh, he started a new job. So it's it's he's probably just started. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. My legit suggestion so... to you is you should give yourself 2 months. That's always what I give myself whenever I'm trying a new job out. If you don't like it after 2 months, beat it. Pack your bags, pack your office, find another job. Actually, don't do that. Don't immediately go find another job by quitting your first job. Find the job nah. first and then leave. But honestly, you you really should uh, just give it some time um, because the people there are some people who say that they absolutely love their job and it's after like two weeks and then a couple of days later they hate themselves you know it, it's if you if you if you like the bread that you're getting from the job but you don't really like the job itself 
Like it, you just have to weigh everything out, and I think time gives you that perspective. Yeah, I I had to quit a job that um I just started, like back in February, I believe. Man, it feels so long ago because of this whole thing. But it was an Office Depot job. I was working in the print section. I I'm you know, printing services, so people would come to me and. You know, they would ask for like a poster design. I'd give it to them and, you know, I'd give them options for how they wanted to print it. But I had to quit because I, I, I mean, like by the third week, I was like sitting my, I was sitting in the parking lot for 15 minutes, just debating whether or not I was going to go in for work. And so when it got to that, and I didn't like it because the people were really annoying. My coworkers weren't helpful <laughs> at all. There was like no support and the whole corporate idea of like signing up people for rewards, no matter what, you know, to like, basically I, I felt like there was a gun point in the back of my head just to get people to sign up for rewards and, you know, get in the system of office Depot. And I just didn't like that. And it was kind of telling me that office Depot wasn't doing so hot <laughs> in, in today's economy that they were, you know, really desperate. So, yeah, I uh, I quit that job um, after about three and a half weeks. And I'm so much happier because of it. And also, during that time, I've been working as a graduate assistant still up to this day. So it's not like I quit and didn't have a job to go back to. But, yeah, sometimes you just feel in your gut. Uh for me, it was because I was sitting in the parking lot for so long before work, and I was just dreading it, dreading it, dreading it, dreading the idea of going in. So uh, that's what it was for me. What about you, Anthony? I um, I really enjoy the job that I'm in now, but it definitely came with its amount of struggles. Um, I knew that I was getting better at the job, but um, I work at a psychiatric hospital for teens and adolescents. Um, I knew that I was getting better at the job, and it was it's very fulfilling work if you know what you're doing. But um, yeah, what sort of kept me going was like I knew that I was right for the job, but that they kept putting me with really terrible coworkers um, for the first <laughs> for the first yeah. several months. Not several, for, for probably for the first three or four months that I worked there, I was constantly with people who were newer than me and who were just unethical or didn't care, or didn't want to do any of the work. It was it was painful. Uh, but I took solace in knowing that I that it was a job that I actually enjoyed. And also, I was friends with a lot of my other co-workers. Like, I was uh, forming connections there with people. Um, actually, I'm going to go hang out with a co-worker after this. So, uh, mm. that, that also helps a lot. It helps me to look forward to work and to enjoy what I do. And also, I mean, you just... When you work with that demographic like mentally unstable teenagers like it's so difficult but it is so fulfilling i i really mm. don't don't mean to change the subject at all but i really gotta ask because it's bothering me are you playing cookie clicker right now i am playing cookie clicker why <laughs> oh i can hear the clicks uh i could hear it in the last episode too um, oh, shoot. <laughs> no it's just hilarious so, so listener if you're listening uh the clicking that you're hearing is anthony playing cookie clicker um there's nothing wrong with his microphone there's nothing wrong with your stereo or your earpiece or uh i say stereo like i'm a somewhat like a boomer. stereo 
<laughs> is there right, something the, wrong with this speaker? point on from this point on no more clicking i'll play no, it on no, my phone seriously it's a, oh. I'll, just, I'll just tap on my phone screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i'm pulling it up right now we're good can't oh, take away God. cookie clicker must use phone now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> thanks for your question ryan that's uh, your tinder right there that's your tinder you're doing cookie clicker man right i i, I make 837 million cookies per second on cookie Clicker. oh my god so, so don't waste my time uh so uh yeah thanks for your question ryan uh make sure to let your friends know that we answered your question um and uh like and subscribe to the show all right yeah let's do a no stupid questions next all right so in this section it's called no stupid questions i go on the subreddit called no stupid questions and i find some questions that people have posted so the first one we have is was asked by somebody by the username of zartog1022 he said why are our assassinations not more common? What do you guys think? Because they're not supposed to be seen, idiot. Ah. Mm. Like, Assassin's Creed, you're hiding in, like, grass and you kill someone, you pull them into the grass. You don't... It's not like a whole bunch of people around you kill... Well, I guess people do that in the game, too. Um, mm. And they just run away. But, so like, your my, point's terrible. Yeah, okay. I take it all back. But they're supposed to be discreet, like, and probably yeah, like, all of them happen in Russia. Like you, pro- like I would argue, ninety-nine percent of all assassinations have gone unnoticed. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's true. Um, right? Like, like criminals, right? The best criminals are the ones nobody knows about. It's not illegal mm. if you don't get caught. That's true. Mm. We 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 do have that disclaimer, right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, warning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, depends on, I guess. Never mind. I, was, I had a thought, and yeah, just cut that out. No. Oh, That's your punishment. Oh, no. If oh, you try no. to bring something okay. to the table, and you uh, have to bring something to the table. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, if every assassination looked like the Zapruder film, I don't think anybody would assassinate ever again. What, what film? That's the probably why he film. didn't bring it up. The John F. John F. Kennedy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's what the film is called. Uh, the Zapruder film. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought you're, I think you're you referencing go. some obscure filmmaker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. No, it, it's that's that's true though because like I mean I mean all those happen all the time and then all like it attributes to. No, you know what? Assassins do ha- assassinations do happen. I think they're carried out by birds. You guys know that theory that birds are surveillance drones for the government? Yeah. Why are you calling it a theory? It. Okay, you're right. Okay, I'm just for the listeners who uh don't believe that, I'm going to call it a theory because I don't want to alienate any of our listeners. Uh but But the official the- podcast stance is that pigeons are totally spies. We for sure. <laughs> we no, don't get they are one. They are like totally spies. Like, remember that cartoon? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those totally are pigeons. Spies. That that was a one hundred percent a documentary and not a family movie. But anyway, family movie. Uh, so it's it, it. You know how like you know how like the precision that these animals have. I say I said animals and I did air quotes, but I realized the listener couldn't hear that. So you mean that these micro aircraft. That these micro aircraft creatures have such precision as to hit you in the head or the shoulder with a turd 
Do you think that they could just let people, like, I, I don't know, just, like, enemies of the state walk free? You think that that's possible? Yeah, bird nah. is just target practice. Mm-mm. They are darn good at hitting people and cars. It is just calibration. Have you ever seen uh, bird turds on a police vehicle? No. Any government vehicle? Um, only only John F. Kennedy's car. <laughs> I'm mm. saying that John F. Kennedy was assassinated by a bird. That was the first test. You're right. I'll have to look at the film again. But <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I 100% believe you. Beforehand. Yeah, that's the best way to go about life. Uh, do we want to move on? Yeah, sure. Let's go to the next segment. That would be you, Paul. Ah, yes, it's me. Welcome <laughs> to Paul's Serious Time Corner. Um, you know, after years and years of work at Harvard, going towards my fashion designer degree, I decided what better way to serve the community than answer the Internet's most serious questions. So, uh, the first question I got is... A hot dog or sandwich? And that's from Taylor on Messenger. Thank you, Taylor, for sending in your question. This uh, I'm going to say no. No, not I'm, at I'm all. I'm prepared to fight about this. I'd say a hot dog is a taco. And I'm prepared to counter you with, what do you think a taco is? Taco is an open-topped uh, uh, sandwich subtype. So I guess maybe it's a sandwich? No. It's a mutation. Would you call it a wrap? But it's not wrapped all the way around. But it's also in a bun. It's also it's in a bun, not a tortilla. That's the very... Okay, everybody, listeners, strap in because this one's going to get rough and I'm pretty sure there's going to be name calling. Um, there's no... there's no. It's a bun. It's not a tortilla. It can't okay, be a taco. Okay, who says a taco has to be wrapped in a tortilla? The Mexicans! Yeah, but Taco Bell says it can be in a hard shell. Okay, mm-hmm. that's still a tortilla, though. That's still yeah. just, just a baked tortilla. There's a difference. Okay, but does it have? Okay, but who said like, who who says who? Tell tell me tell me where John F. Kennedy said it had to be in a tortilla. John, that's dude. That's why he got gunned down is because of the tacos. But no, that's regardless. I, I need to check the Zapruder film. Hold yeah, on. check the <laughs> check the tapes. Yeah, get back to us, Paul. We're gonna keep debating this. Um, no problem. It, it's uh... okay. How do you hold a hot dog? Like like hold your hand like you're holding a hot dog. Now, now forget about that, and then hold your hand like you're holding a taco. Same function. Okay, and then act like you're holding a burger. Don't you hold your burger? Don't you hold the top of the bun with your pinky and the bottom of your bun with the palm, like the bottom palm of your hand or like the ball of your what? hand? That's what I do. Yeah, okay, so when I hold you a, got taco, a fist, so the, when I hold you a got taco, fist the burger. No, when I hold a taco and a hot dog, my palm is up, right? That's what I'm saying well, with the when burger. When I hold a burger, dude. my palm is down. Yeah. Dude, yeah, but your yeah, palm is palm not good. No, no, dude. That, you guys are palm, ridiculous. Palm up equals taco. Palm down You're equals supposed, burger. Have you guys never eaten a burger upside down? Like, that's burger the and wraps. way to eat it. Wraps are palm down. Listen, you're wait, crazy. So, what kind of Midwest Okay, listen, but tacos this? can also be soft shell and wrapped up, and then you can also eat that in the similar sense as But if it's palm wrapped down. all the way around, it's not a taco anymore. The top what else is open. it? The top has to be open for it to that be a taco. That is not true. If the tortilla is wrapped taco. all the way around, it becomes a burrito. Taco definition, yeah. Googling it. Uh, a Mexican dish consisting of a fried tortilla, typically folded, typically filled with various mixtures such as seasoned meats, beans, lettuce, and tomatoes. Typically folded, not always right. folded. 
and you're typically wrong. <laughs> oh, you you got me. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. I'm um, saying, man, the hand function is the same for hot dogs and tacos. Straight up. And the hand yeah, function is different for wraps. Okay, so burgers. what you're saying is the definition of a food is based on the hand motion of how it's held? That's what you're saying? So yeah, is, that, who, who so is, cereal, is cereal soup? Yes! That's ridiculous! Cereal is 100% soup. How is cereal not soup? Paul, come on. Paul, cereal is a soup. Have you ever had cold soup? Yes. Do you have it like served to you cold? Is it made freshly cold? No. <laughs> exactly. When a, when a food is created, it has to serve a purpose, and with that purpose in mind, it has to have certain uh, connotations. It has to have certain definitions. I'm getting it can into this. It could still up. be something. I am it can saying still be that something this is... if it doesn't serve its purpose well, right? Listen, man. A, a, a really, I'm going to try to relate to you here. A really terrible car is still a car. So cold soup is yeah, still that's soup. That's because what a car is, is it has four wheels, it has an engine, it has a main chassis, and it has some form of mechanism with which you can make it go forward and steer it. Yes, Technically, a go-kart is, like is a, a car. It's like a liquid that you but, eat with a spoon, or sometimes you can drink it. It's like liquid with sometimes chunks in it. That's cereal, yes, man. But no, okay, yes, but you also have to understand that the very difference here is that one is cold and one is hot. I would argue with you. I won't actually, I will agree with you. Oatmeal is a soup. I will agree with that. I will, I okay, will okay, give okay. you that much. If soup has to be hot to be soup, what happens when your soup cools down? Is it no longer soup? No, you just reheat it, and then it's actually back to its full soup. Plato references... Oh, no, 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 you, you, you don't just get to say that. <laughs> no, I does get to say it, this. No, does it no longer become soup? When soup okay, cools no, down, it is just it no doesn't have soup? the full essence of the perfect soup, of the idea of soup. Okay, we all okay, need okay, to okay, reach okay. perfect. So, cereal... It just does not have the full essence of the perfect soup, but it is soup nonetheless. It, no, because it was never meant to be that specific thing. It's meant to be something completely different. You know what? Let's, let's <laughs> go to the video. Let's go to the video. Let's go to the video. I said something really mean, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't care if you broke your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly lightheaded from that. I am... Did you? What do you think, Paul? No, I'm right. Um, Paul, so pigeon, pigeons, pigeons actually kill John F. Kennedy. I, I looked. I looked over the film, and I. If you go to frame 135 to 138, you see clearly a pigeon dive bombing. So I just wanted to update that. And also, um, I really don't care. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I guess. A hot dog could be a sandwich or a taco. I, you know, what a lukewarm English, response. That I know. I mean, what what can I say? Uh, like soup that's not hot anymore, but not quite cold. Uh, Schrodinger's soup. I guess you can make is a hot dog ketchup a, sandwich. a smoothie. Yes. Oh my no, because you don't use a smoothie as a condiment. Okay. You know how many things are blended? Have you ever dipped a French fry in a smoothie? No, that sounds disgusting. It's really oh, good. Oh, it's great. I've tried it. Yeah, it's good. You Pennsylvanians and your nastiness. Right, I know. I'm not Pennsylvanian. Hey, if you don't like I'm it, you Austrian. can leave. Oh, that's, that's right. You're Austrian. Nick, if you don't yeah. like it, you can leave. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to move. You can, yeah, you can leave right now. This is the end of the podcast, everybody. Uh, we we thought we could get past our differences, but you Thank know Thank you, Taylor. End, you ruined the podcast. Yeah, thanks, no Taylor. 
Uh, thank you. Also, I think I think a hot dog sandwich would just be well to call a hot dog a sandwich. I don't know. You could have hot dog sandwiches. Yeah. You yeah, have you to can rip have a hot dog in half. sandwich. Yeah. No, you, you wouldn't have to no, rip the bun in half. You slice the dog. No, because technically, a hot dog. Okay, let's actually back this up more. A hot dog is the meat, the meat that goes into it. Like okay. you, when you were holding a taco, you don't call I'll it ground beef. I'll agree with that. It's like so. Technically, a hot dog is not a sandwich. A hot dog is a form of processed meat kept in a casing. Okay, so we have solved it. Okay, so but we understand colloquially. Issue. We understand you colloquially what Taylor's saying. You can't break us, Taylor. That's all I'm saying is that we've got, a bro- uh, we've got a bond stronger than a bond blood. stronger than brats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> that's the name of the. That's the. That's the episode. Bond stronger than brats. Bond stronger than brats. Oh, can, can we move on before we uh, run out of breath? Next question from Paul Sears Time Corner is what makes a movie good and that's from Christian on Insta thank you Christian for your question what makes a movie good well if I were to answer seriously it is a combination of a lot of things generally when I watch a movie my mind kind of goes towards the cinematography in a movie and how well it conveys the storyline and writing how you know the cinematography really uh, completes, I guess, the emotion that you're trying to feel. Like it catches the, the symbolism from the film and it tries to amplify it. Is that what you're kind of... Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I... I you know, Andre Tarvosky is, uh, like, this this great filmmaker that... I, I love his movies, but he had this great line where he said, movies are like a passage in time. And I really like that. Because movies should be sort of an alternate understanding of something, an alternate understanding of the world that we perceive, uh, and that's a that's a movie, that's cinema. Um, but you know, that's yeah. So it's 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 a broad line. I mean, he wrote an entire essay about it. He goes into a lot of like metaphysical details about film theory and whatnot. But like I said, generally, I think cinematography that complements writing and story and acting are, you know, that's what makes a movie good. Uh, a good example of that, actually, a pretty obvious example. Would if you be talk about Bumble the new- again, I'm going to lose it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the film 1917, everybody saw that film because they wanted to see that one-shot take. And at first, I was, like, apprehensive about it. And for those who don't know, 1917 is a unique film. It follows two guys in World War One who have to send a message across enemy lines. And the whole film is shot in one take. So there's no cutting or editing or any of that stuff. Uh, um Everything is just one continuous motion with So the it's like Birdman, but minus the uh, cuts. Yeah. It, like, and it goes because on. Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and this goes on for like two hours about in 1917. It's really good, but it's a good example of what I'm talking about with the cinematography complementing the story because... 
I was a little apprehensive because I think one shots can get kind of gimmicky in films where, you know, the director could say, oh, hey, look what I can do. You know, I could do this one take for a very long time. No one has ever seen this before. Right. So and that's they, what I thought. The, yeah, they that, they that's sacrifice what, good filmmaking for party tricks. That, yeah, oh, wow. That's that, a really good that way be of saying said. it. Like novelty. They, they kind of make it a, a, you know, the shot of novelty. That's what I was afraid was going to happen with this film. But 1917 was amazing because it really encapsulates the entire it encapsulated the entire experience through the perspective of this very young soldier in World War One. It, it was it was a really good look at the inexperienced and terrorizing warfare that was, you know, encircling these men, these soldiers. And it, it was really, really good. I totally nice. recommend it. Yeah. Um, I think if I can give a... I have like a brief brief answer and then I can maybe expound upon it, but I think a movie is good if it gave me what I came for. So... Yes, I would agree with that. Okay. So if it like, gave you more than what you came for, too. If it gave... Okay, I think a movie is good if it gave me what I came for. A movie is great if it gives me more. So an example of that would be when I went to go see Pacific Rim, I was like, I just want to see giant robots beat up on monsters. And the movie gave me that in droves. The movie also <laughs> gave me, and like that's, that was all I was asking for. I just want to see monsters fight, ro- monsters and robots fight each other. Gave me plenty of that. And then it, on top of it, it gave me more. It gave me a good soundtrack. Gave me pretty decent acting. Me good set pieces, a fairly emotional story. I was like, all right. This movie went from just good to like really good or like great. I wouldn't say it's like top ten for me, but it's definitely in like a, I would recommend this to people for sure. Um, an even stronger version of that is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to see cars and explosions. That's all I'm going to this movie for. I was hanging out with a friend of mine. We wanted to see a movie. I was like, this is probably something that we can both just enjoy on a basic level. And mm-hmm. we go to see it, watching, and then next thing I know, I'm like completely engrossed in this film i'm like what is happening this is like i was watching something something incredible on screen just every piece of that movie was like it was like ballet the the choreography and the the like even like the color palette they made a desolate wasteland look colorful with been like still feel natural it was so good the acting was great the soundtrack is legendary that's a, it's just that's something that caught you movie. off guard. Yeah, it completely caught me off guard. So, yeah, that that movie I would say is probably my like top ten. Mm-hmm. But um, that was really yeah. good. So that, that's that's kind of my opinion of like what makes a movie worth watching. Because I think that's a better way to put it than like if a movie is good or not. Like, is it worth watching? Did yeah. it did it give me what I came for? That's I don't want my time to be wasted. I, I want to give an example as well. Um... And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to give a couple of spoilers for the movie Detective Pikachu. Uh, But I'm a very story-driven guy. I like the idea of having some sort of story. The main reason I went to go watch Detective Pikachu is I was like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. And it's Pokemon. I love Pokemon. It's fantastic. But it does such a good job of making it less Pokemon-based people who are hardcore Pokemon fans and people who have never, like, 
ever played Pokemon or even liked Pokemon. I'm pretty sure my mom may have watched it, and my mom did not want me anywhere near Pokemon growing up because she thought it was of the devil or something. But it's it, even she watched it and enjoyed it. It was something that really caught everyone's attention. I was afraid whenever I heard that Ryan Reynolds was playing Pikachu. I was like, okay, this is another... I We have a nice stellar cast... Uh, we have a big name, so it's gonna it's gonna have to be good. It wasn't a. I'll be honest. It's not fantastic. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but the little things, like the very fact that he's looking for his dad the whole time. He's uh, the son of a a black woman. You never see the father, but then you see that the father is white later in the in the movie. And then you, like, look at him again. He almost, like, looks mixed. And so it's like they they found actors that fit specifically for their for their positions. Actual and all care th- put into the movie. Exactly. And, and hearing that it was going to be a video game movie, I don't know if you guys ever watched the original uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was... I, I had to say. It, it, it was something. I had incredibly low expectations going in uh, to Detective Pikachu. I was just going for a date, and it turned out so much better than I expected. Uh, and uh, uh, not fantastic. I don't want to overhype it, um, but it was really good. Nice. So nice. yeah, thanks for your question, Christian. Snowpiercer yes. was another one that I highly recommend to oh. everybody. Yeah, actually, I just watched that recently. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have wonderful. to talk later. The only movie I've yeah. ever watched is Detective Pikachu. So, okay. <laughs> well, you know, can't blame you. Uh, let's get to the advice again. How often is a good amount to hang out with a friend in one week, outside of COVID times, obviously? I don't want to be overbearing to friends, but I don't want to be non-existent to them. What is the proper frequency to maintain that good friendship? Am I good? And that is from concerned and not merely acquainted. I love that. I love that that person sent that in as an email. Um, That's I, a great question. It really is a great question. Um I can't really answer this very well because I'm an introvert and I really don't like spending a lot of time with people. I invite people over to my house maybe once a month and that's it. So you saying that you hang out with uh, friends in one week, how many times you should hang out with friends in one week? I say, I'm sorry, week? Because that's month for me, my friends. Right. (laughs) I, um, this sounds like a cop out, but it really just depends on the person. Yeah. I think what you need to get good at is being able to read that. Like, being able to read how... Like, basically your tolerance of each other, right? It, just, it <laughs> makes makes it sound worse than it really is. But it's like, how much can you... um, Like, how much can you and this person hang out before you start getting sick of each other and just want to go your separate ways? I mean, Nick mentioned being an introvert, so figure out if you or the other person is an introvert or extrovert. That can give you a good baseline and go from there i mean see how eager they are to hang out like if they seem reluctant then don't don't push it you know it's just kind of like a general social sense thing i think don't do the cop-out thing of saying oh i'm actually an omnivert i'm both introvert and no you're on a you're on a scale you're nowhere in the middle you're either closer to introvert or closer to extrovert. You're not a perfect 50-50. I've only met one person that I feel like was a perfect 50-50, and I'm pretty they call sure he's an, an ambivert. Ambivert? Ambivert. Am- am- ambivert. Yes, uh, that's another cop-out answer. I don't like that. Uh, hmm. What about you, Paul? What do you think? Yeah, I honestly, 
uh, Anthony really encapsulated that question perfectly. That's basically what I was going to say too. But I would also say, don't be afraid to offer ideas or suggestions for hanging out and stuff like that. Don't be too afraid to ask if you want to hang out or not. You know, just kind of go, uh, you know, just kind of figure it out how much they want to hang out. You can always yeah. put the ball on their park. I don't recommend you do this all the time. But you can be like, hey, like, when's the next time you want to hang out? Or I have this, like, we should do this. Like, when are you free next? You could also start a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game with them because then you'll never see them again. Because you'll be like, hey, yeah, you're supposed to, we're supposed to hang out this day. And you're like, oh, I can't make it. I've got a concert. Or, oh, I can't make it. I've got a, I've got a picnic uh, with my dog. It's true. If you start uh, a weekly obligation with somebody, all of a sudden they they will be unable to do it. So don't do that. Don't don't do a weekly obligation. But I do think um, maybe maybe do one like maybe if it's a really really close friend and you want to have like all that time with them, maybe have like a weekly activity. The two of you get together and just do something, and then have something else where you get together with a pun- a bunch of friends with that friend. Yeah. Also, don't underestimate the power of the modern age. I mean, texting is such a great way to stay in contact with people. Yeah, you just have to have a, a bond stronger than brats. It's true. Mm. I would say a bond stronger than tacos, but it doesn't take much because those crumble immediately. Yeah, and because hot dogs aren't tacos. Anyway, um, I guess... You're wrong. Is... <sighs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the advice. If you'd like to get an advice uh, question on the show... Uh, you can email us at netcouchcast at gmail.com. We do have a couple more uh, no stupid questions, though, right? Yes. So we have... Uh, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll do the more serious one. Well, should we do the serious one, or should we skip that? I don't think we should do the serious yeah, one. That was a little much. All right, all right this is great. So uh, <laughs> Jolly Rancher Noodle on Reddit asks... Why do some people pronounce Mario Mario when Mario himself pronounces it Mario? That's something that I've been struggle that I've been wondering and been frustrated with ever since I discovered that Nintendo was a thing. Uh, I actually have a really good answer for this. You guys ever watch Parks and Rec? Uh, yes. A couple episodes. Yeah. There's one episode where Ron Swanson uh, calls a character by the wrong name. And then later it cuts to him. He says, whenever I feel like people are getting too chummy with me, I call them by a different name. So I let them know that their chumminess is, is meaningless. So it's like they're trying. People are like, I don't care about Mario. They're trying to say Mario because they're trying to be like distancing themselves from Nintendo trash. Um, not that it is because I love Nintendo. But I... It's the same reason people say Pokemans. They just don't care. I don't think that's always the case. I mean, listen, all right. So I used to go over to my neighbor, my, my uh, friends with one of my neighbors, and I used to go over to his house all the time when we were younger. And other kids that would come out and hang out with us, there were a couple that would pronounce it Mario. They they were playing game, the games with us. They love Smash Brothers. They love, Mar- they love Mario Kart. But they always pronounced it wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> he clearly said, like, it's so mind-boggling. Because it's like, he clearly says, it's a me- Mario, not it's a me Mario. <laughs> they, they were just like, yeah, we're done playing Mario. Do you want to play with our binoculars? Binocul? What is <laughs> our bionicles? Instead of it's like bionicles. That's it. Yeah. 
you want to play with my or bionicles? Yeah, and it's bionicles. Like, no, the heroes of Matanui. <laughs> <laughs> Not sp- oh. I wish we were sponsored. If we could get a bionicle sponsorship, my day, my life would be made. <laughs> oh man, how about you, Paul? What do you think? Um, yeah, it's pronounced Mario. <laughs> yeah. and, Thanks, and why do some people pronounce it um they want to be cool you know they just want to be different some people are like that some people just want to be different so that they're different and contrarian i could give like a suit like a actually super serious answer i think it's just people don't listen that's it that's why people or mispronounce they... a lot of things that are obviously not how you're supposed to pronounce it they just don't pay attention yeah that's yeah maybe or they they hear mario like like the y- like a, Yanny and Laurel thing that was going on two years ago. Exactly. Like maybe they're a rare subspecies that here's Mario instead of Mario. Yeah, they're a weaker part of the human race that needs or to Or they're off. the stronger, who knows? Yeah, they're hearing like sub frequencies like that we can't even pick up. <laughs> like they can hear a dog whistle and be like, Ah yes, that one is slightly higher pitched than the other dog whistle. Well, thank you for the quest well, I don't even know why I'm thanking him. I don't know you Jolly Rancher Noodle. If you guys find a no stupid questions on uh, on Reddit, you can send it to us as well. Yes, uh, you can email us at netcouchcast with uh, screenshots or links to specific questions. We appreciate that as well. R slash no stupid questions. Yeah, uh, I think that about wraps everything up. Uh, we are happy that it was more comical this episode. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. Uh, because last episode was just I'll give myself I a round p- of clicks <laughs> can, you, can you hear that? Oh, that's like clicks? 16 million cookies a round Woo-hoo. of clicks um, <laughs> excuse me, 16 million cookies I make 41, almost 42 million per click, dude are you still Get playing over on your yourself. phone? yeah, I switched to my phone <laughs> I was checking my computer one occasionally just to, just to see it. just to like upgrade uh, stuff but yeah if uh, you would like to get a question on the show, <laughs> you can reach us by emailing netcouchcast at gmail.com or on Twitter by looking us up at netcouchcast. That's N-E-T-C-O-U-C-H-C-A-S-T. I also want to thank Lucas Pukas for the use of his song Code Valley Act 2. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify. He has a an album out called World 9. Have you guys listened to it? I have not. You guys I are, have not either. You guys, you guys are dumb. I, I haven't listened to it either, I'll be honest. But just don't tell the other guys. I haven't listened I to mean, it. I mean, it's probably good. Probably. Yeah, I know. mean, our intro is good, so, you know, he's probably got some other fire things. Is it going to give me what I came for? That's all I care about. Probably. Uh, probably not. I don't know. Uh, he does do some fire stuff. But I also want to thank listeners like you, the ones who are listening right now. Uh, We really appreciate all the love and support that we've had the past month. Just as a reminder, we're still looking to get 1,000 likes on our Facebook page for July 19th of 2020. So if you can recommend us to a friend, we will shave Anthony's head at 10,000, not 1,000, 10,000 likes on Facebook. Yeah, thank you. Um, Um. and I will post a picture on the Facebook of what his head actually looks like. Um, and if you could refer us to a friend, if you have any questions, feel free to give us an email about anything. We are always looking for new content because we are running short ourselves. So if you have a question that you'd like to ask on the show, we had one person ask us why question mark. 
please don't ask us that because we we can't do anything with this. We, we're looking at it and like we're we're Gordon Ramsay. Like, where's the lamb sauce? Like, <laughs> nice. just give us a little bit more. But we appreciate all the questions we've gotten in. Uh, we do not pay any advertise any money to advertise, so word of mouth is extremely helpful for us. Do you guys want to say anything else before we end today's episode? A hot dog is a taco. If you pronounce Mario, or if you pronounce Mario, Mario, <laughs> do not come anywhere near me. <laughs> I, I will call the cops. I will call the birds. Mm. Oh, be afraid. Uh, They're everywhere. Be afraid. Uh, anyway, this has been Nick. I'm Anthony. I'm Paul. And this has been uh, The Internet's Couch. We'll see you on the next episode. Couch, or you're out.